great to be with you on this Thursday, and I trust God's been blessing you this week. Again, we're rejoicing in all that the Lord is doing, and we're looking forward to our final few days of our festival. We're just thrilled at the continued opportunities we're having because of what God did the last couple of weeks. It is a great season of the year to give the gospel and to talk to people about Jesus, and we all need to be ready to do that. And uh, we get so caught up as normal with all the details of Christmas, but it's really important to realize that this is our season. We need to grab it for the sake of the gospel. Well, I've been looking at different little angles of the Christmas story, and one of those, as you all know, is not found in the Gospels. It is found in Philippians chapter 2, and I want to today just look at a couple of things from this. We refer to this fairly often, but we have the admonition in verse 5, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. When we think about encouraging ourselves and being able to process everything that is going on, our mind needs to be spiritually illuminated. The minute we get into the logical human thinking, emotional human reactions, that's when we get into trouble. And so this command is a very important command, to have the mind of Christ. And the reason we don't often have it is that the Humility of Christ as seen at the Incarnation is something that is foreign to our fleshly nature. We are not by nature uh, humble. We want to be as God, as Satan tempted Adam and Eve. And, and so as you look at this wonderful passage, you could spend weeks just looking at the tremendous depth of the humility of God the Son to come and be part of us. But I want to focus on uh, one aspect, and that is in verse uh, 7. But made himself of no reputation, he was God, but he took upon him a form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Part of the humility was the fact that the creator of the universe submitted himself to the Father to accomplish the work of our salvation, and he came to be a servant to his very creation. And this is seen even in his human existence. The very fact he had to be a baby, had to be taken care of, can you imagine that? Went through all of that, and then as a little child, he had to be directed. He had to obey. In fact, the Bible said he learned obedience. It's not because he had a sinful nature, but in his humanity, he learned obedience. And he served authorities over him. He had the right perspective as he lived out his genuine humanity. And then all the way through, he was giving of himself sacrificially to meet the needs of others. And the greatest servitude of all, of course, was the cross, when he gave himself fully to pay the price for our sins. Friends, it's amazing how we think we have rights and we're not willing to put them aside. We don't want to condescend to meet the needs of some folks that maybe we feel aren't worthy or we have a very proud attitude about doing some menial task. And the Bible makes it clear, don't think that way. Think like the Savior thought. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus.
Oh, friends, we need to let God work in our hearts in this regard to humble us. God gives grace to the humble. Just being honest about our need, we can't do anything. God is the one that has to do it. He has the right to our life, and we just need to yield to him. And so part of the Christmas story is just the beauty of the reality of the servitude of Jesus Christ. May God give us that kind of heart. And when he does, that's when we're encouraged because our life is no longer about ourselves, but it's about serving him.